10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. All right, all right, all right. You know what today is. It's Monday, and we got that fantastic show. I'm talking about that 18 wheels. If you don't know, you better ask somebody. And I got my favorite hmm, host of the mostest with me today joining us. We got Nick Nick. Hey, y'all. What's up? What's up? What's up? And we got, moving right along, Freight Pusher Nay. Hey, y'all. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And we're going to bring it to you live, bring it to you correct as we do our best. And uh, as you can see, we missing someone. Who we missing, y'all? We missing the motherfucking professor. That goddamn professor. That well, uh, I got a phone call earlier. He was on a hot dog journey there. <laughs> yeah, he was on a hot dog journey. Uh, some type of expedition. And uh, he just said he just had to put one more in his bag. They said he was trying to go overseas or something. And, uh, <laughs> they said that he was a... Uh, Locked up, you know, so like our show said, you know, he got locked up. They say he was messing with hot dogs and he was endangering species. <laughs> uh, but anyway, guys, uh, how was your guys' weekend? My, my weekend was good. I didn't really um do too much. I um I did some uh Black Friday shopping and things like that and caught me some good sales. That was still lingering on, you know what I'm saying? They were still having more sales, so I just called me more little sales. I can't resist a bargain. So. Oh, so you, so you did a little Black Friday shopping. I thought we was boycotting Black Friday. Hey, we supposed to be boycotting a lot of things, but you know, if I see <laughs> tiles that's 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 twenty five dollars and thirty dollars, they got them for five ninety nine and four ninety nine. I'm, I'm gonna have to get it. Okay, okay, <laughs> I heard that. Hey, ain't nothing like the discount savings. What about you, Me? Uh, uh, Nay? I don't really do too much of nothing. I really just rest this week because I don't be getting a lot of rest. Yeah, I be yeah. Rest so is very much. important. You need that rest. You definitely need that rest. So, yeah, yeah I, I just want to clear it up. Yeah, yeah, I was online shopping because I can't take no crowd. Other than that, you know, I did me some <laughs> clicks and clacking. You know, I mean, that's shopping to me at this point. <laughs> yeah, I, I like online shopping. Online shopping, you know, I get what I want. I ain't got to worry about the hassle. And I don't mind paying the shipping fee because, you know, that's the fee of me being around other than why I'm in the store. And plus, you know, that COVID is out there. But now, you know, they ain't calling it COVID no more. They back calling it the flu. That's what I'm saying. That's why I was asking a question. Like, so nobody had any other disease before COVID came out. So you ain't had the cold. You ain't got the flu no more. So the girl yeah. that sit right across from me, she was out for two weeks. I said, what happened to you? She was like, oh, I had the flu. I'm looking at her like, yeah, you had COVID. Well, you got to realize you know, because oh, once yeah. Biden. <laughs> Nay, she was out. How you been out for two weeks? You talk, Now, what happened to the flu? Oh, you should have pulled that thing out on her back your ass up. You might still be a little sick. Oh, so you know I had my mask on and you know I got all these tests in the house. So I came beelined into the house and took me and swabbed everybody in here, even the dog. I don't want you sniffling and smelling <laughs> shit. Hey, man, you know, you got everybody <laughs> around the house just sniffling and I'm trying to stay sucker free. You know what I'm saying? That's what I call that cold, sucker. Because they get on you, man. It, it just sucked the life out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you don't want that. 
<laughs> you don't want that shit. I'm telling you, it's out there. Yeah, I ain't too much myself this weekend, you know what I'm saying? Because get off work Saturday, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, just in the house, you know, with the kids. I, I, I did probably do it tomorrow. Got to pick up a tree, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to do a, a, one of them live trees. I had one last year. Worked out pretty good, you know what I'm saying? Made the house smell like pine, you know what I'm saying? Without the wiping down, you know? That's what I like about that, you know? Uh, y'all got to put y'all up yet? You put your tree up yet? No, I ain't put no tree up this year. I don't think I'm doing a tree because I'm traveling back tomorrow. So I'm going to go on the tree. So to you be you're honest, not have a tree? No, but I'm being Maryland. Okay. That's the tree gonna look at itself. Okay. Yeah, I ain't yeah, putting that. up no tree. Um, I'm uh, to be honest, you know what I'm saying. I, more, each year, each year, more and more, you know what I'm saying. I'm not celebrating Christmas. You know what I'm saying. That's just based. On, I don't celebrate a lot of holidays, but you know, like. I grew up doing that, but I'm weaning myself off like slowly but surely based on knowledge that I'm picking up along the way. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So for me, you know, I, I got little kids, so you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I, I can't, you I take the it's hard. Them, huh? Yeah, but at the same time, I'm also telling them and teaching them along the way. So when I finally stop and wean myself off, then y'all can understand why that, it's, that I'm just not being cheap. Like old school. I don't, I don't know because kids, man, they got a different perception. Could you imagine when he goes to school uh, after Christmas and all his friends got to, and he ain't really got much because so, we don't celebrate. So right. So look, so me and my, I've been through that, because, but you know, those were kids that were considered Jehovah's Witness back then. I'm not a Jehovah's Witness though, but a lot of those holidays I don't believe in, just based on the research I've done, right? Mm -hmm. So. Um, me and my daughter was talking because she brought home a gingerbread house, so she's ten. So you know she want to put it together, and I and I wanted to I wanted to put it together too. But at the same time, I said, "Mommy, you know," she said. She looked at me. She said, "Yeah, I know it's a devil's holiday, but she still want to put a gingerbread house together, and I'm gonna still do it because I can't. Your mind is not my mind, so I can't. I feel as though like I can't rob you of of, of some of those little things that I had as a child just based on that." You know what I'm saying? She's still a child. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And so I can't okay. say I'm wrong, right, or indifferent, but you know, I'm just not putting up a tree, but I still make sure that they feel included in whatever so they don't feel like an outcast when they going to school and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? I still give gifts and all that because they kids and they don't understand that. She don't, she can't yeah. comprehend what I'm talking about right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she so. don't want you messing things up for her at all. You know, because back in the day, I wish I was like a Jehovah Witness or maybe a Muslim or something. Somebody who didn't celebrate because I didn't have good Christmas. I ain't real bad Christmas. Man, my Christmas was so bad, I was wrapping up old toys. My Christmas was so bad, only thing, only thing good was around was the Christmas the Christmas dinner I was about to receive. I'm telling you, it was rough. You know what I'm saying? I was just broke. Being broke in Christmas time, you know what I'm saying? It's it's crazy. That's why there's all this crime happening right about now. People getting robbed, people getting killed because they put so much emphasis on Christmas that people go out their way to satisfy others, and they don't care about the consequences of you know why why I don't have money. But they're gonna rob, they're gonna steal, they're gonna kill just to make sure that that love when they have has their satisfaction of their face because no one wants to be at home sad on Christmas. You write oh, about you write about that you write about that so um so level boy tell me what's the topic for tonight then man well the topic of tonight is back to life helping these CDL drivers get back to life from incarceration like you know there's a lot of a lot of things happen when they say that you can't have when you get locked up they say you can't have a future 
They say you, you, you can't have nothing good to ever come out of your incarceration. Well, we're going to bring it to you and let you know that's not true. It's not true at all, you know. There's a lot of guys I know that came home from doing 13 years, 25 years, and they were able to settle, their, settle down in their ways and get their feet wet back out here, right back like they left something. So, guys, when you're out here, girls, when you're out here and you, you've been incarcerated and you be locked up, it's not the end. It's not the end. You know, it's a long journey, but only you can get to the end of that quest. You know what I'm saying? But uh, before we get into that topic, well, uh, I feel I feel I need some, uh, somebody drop some, some, some bombs? Nah, I, I need some gems. Neat, drop me some of them gems. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Dropping Gems with Diamond in the Rough. So today I just want to touch briefly on the Deion Sanders situation. So, um, what's been on the airwaves is basically, you know, Deion Sanders had went to a HBCU, which is a historically black college or university. And, um, he led, um, that school to, um, a division title. Now, however, since then he's been getting a lot of publicity. And so he's now accepting an offer to, um, what they call a PWI, which is a predominantly white institution. But this is what someone had to say. So many people said I was hating and bringing down another black man when I said I wasn't a fan of Deion Sanders coming to HBCU. But HBCUs did more for Deion than he did for us. And he said, let's check the stats. Deion wanted to coach college football. He didn't have a degree in the PWI. He played football for. He couldn't couldn't get him a degree. Talagany College HBCU steps in, gets him a degree. Then he wants to coach college football at FSU, PWI, which is a predominantly white institution. They tell him no. Jackson State, Jackson State, which is an HBCU, steps up and gives him a job. Now he is leaving for a PWI based off the opportunities at HBCU provided him. All Deion Sanders did was make our schools look like stepping stones to greener pastures instead of making us the green pasture. Don't come running back when you need us. So this is dropping jigs with diamond in the rough. So my what? thing is, how do um, you all feel about, you know, the way that it went down? So even though, because at first I was like, you know, he left for a better opportunity. But then when I went back and did a little more research on the fact that the um, predominantly white institution denied him a degree and he had to go to us to get a degree and then he just used us, I really think that he should have went on. All that money he got, he don't need all that money. You understand what I'm well, saying? So I, I think I don't, it was a I money don't, move. I don't think it was about the money. Okay, let, let's look at two flip sides of the coin. Okay, the HBCU is a historic black college. And uh, what he did for that school is something that no other school probably would get. He got them uh, good equipment. He got the turf. In the, he changed the narrative of the HBCU by him coming there. And he did shine light on HBCUs that you know that you can uh, do good. But the flip side of the coin is now he want to take what he implemented over there at HBCU. And now he's on a larger scale. He's going to Colorado State. Now, one would say that, you know, this is something that has never been done. A black coach. Now he's coaching uh Caucasians or, or predominantly white school. 
But the kicker is this. Can he compete on that same level? Can he take that team? Because when you're at HBCUs, the college, the, 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 you, it's not, it's not, you don't get that much publicity. Man, right. when you're on a larger right. scale, you're going to get publicity. And man, he's going to take that same team that they said he couldn't do. Because he tried it first and said he couldn't do it. Now he's showing, oh, I could do it over here too. So it's, I'm not just a one trick pony. But do you think that because they were only paying him four hundred thousand dollars a year, now they paying him three hundred million over the over the course of his contract in Colorado State? You don't think that was a factor? That may have been okay. People always say that money is not a factor. Money is always a factor. But if I got my tent so I could put my implement, put my palms on something, and make it greater. Then I'm going. I'm going to shoot my shot, and now they won't just see me as a a, a, a head a black head coach coming from the NFL, just coaching some black people. And also, being as I went over there, now I can recruit black kids to come over here too, because they're going to want to come play for me also. Because I already showed you the flip side of the coin, what I can do over there, and then I'm over here on a bigger stage. So I'm going to make that uh, I'm going to make that program a better program also. So but I that's think, why I you think get that's paid that kind of money. Was, I, but I think that's what, what our brother was saying was that the fact that instead of leaving, you should have made or, you know, tried to influence uh, the HBCUs to rise to that level of competition. You see what I'm saying? That's why he's saying instead of making us a greener pasture, you know what I'm saying? Because they got theirs. We trying to get ours at the end of the day. That, and you know what I'm saying? I feel I just feel what he's saying on the, on another scale. And it was, it was a thing where it was, it was uh, a black coach got fired from over there. I believe it said a black coach got fired from over there. So he wanted to go, you know, black coach gets fired. I'm going to step in. I'm a black coach. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's an opportunity. Y'all think that it's going to be an opportunity for his kids? That's that's a different thing, you know. I mean, I, I think I think he showed what he could do. And then he, he's trying to show what he what, – what also – I think I think it's I don't people shouldn't look at it in a negative light. Look at it as a person on a come up, on a move to do better. He already took the HBCU as far as it can go, so now he gonna take a better program. We got probably has more uh more funding, and he can make that a top dog. And it's one of those things where you know I'm throwing my hat out there. I'm either gonna uh, sink or I'm gonna rise. I see what you're saying. Another thing saying. to put in your brain, how many black coaches get the opportunity to be a head coach of a D1 school? So I think we, like you said, we got to look at the positives as well as, of course, we're going to look at them. Most definitely, most you definitely. Know. But I just think that was the point of being for us to stir up that type of conversation. But I think that was, that was good points from both sides. So, yeah, that was good points from both sides. All right, all right. Give it up to our boy Dion Prime Time. Good because you know that's how I be sometimes. You know, black we gotta rise. Next we're gonna go into this uh, freight because it's a lot of things going on. I think uh, freight gotta bring that anointment. Y'all know I got that anointment for y'all today. So it's so many people right now that have regrets about their life and just where they are. 
in life so i wanted to leave this with you guys life is too short to wake up in the morning with regrets but love the people who treat you right and forget about the ones who don't and believe that everything happens for a reason if you get a chance take it if it changes your life let it nobody said that it would be easy they just promised that it would be worth it and that's your girl may all right, all right. I feel like I just I feel like I just came out of Sunday food. Oh yeah. Yes sir. yes sir. Yes, sir. And uh we're gonna bring in our special guest, Coach V. She's gonna drop something on us because this is what we need around this time. She got them wellness tips for us. Coach V. Hey, how you doing, innovator? Pretty good and yourself. I'm good. I just wanted to talk a little bit about just making sure that you're maintaining your mental wellness, your emotional wellness during this holiday season, because we know it can maybe get a little depressing. A lot of people may experience some sadness, definitely some holiday blues, as they call it. And it could be for a lot of different reasons. For some people, it may be the financial stress that they're dealing with. I'm not sure if you guys know, you know, people around you that may be losing jobs or laid off or they're just not making enough money right now and trying to buy those things for their family or not having enough money to travel. You know, it can create some sadness and some depression and it could be other reasons. Maybe you're single. I know during the holidays, sometimes I tend to get lonely as a single person. And for me, being a single parent now, it can be a little challenging when you're co-parenting because maybe your child has to go with the other parent for one of the holidays or you have to split the holidays. So it's a lot of things that may be going on for your emotions to change. You could be possibly separated geographically, whether you're out driving the truck, whether you're incarcerated, being prior service in the military. There were many times that I was separated from my family during the holidays and that was really tough. So. It's important that we are bringing awareness and just reminding people because some people are working through the holidays and a big one is grief during the holidays. I think everyone probably on this line has possibly lost someone. And if you've lost someone, maybe a mom or a grandma, you know, those are the people that pretty much kept the traditions going and alive and without them there, you just start to miss them. You really just miss them. So. I'm gonna give just a few tips, things that you can do to just make a conscious effort to try some of these things and maybe it'll assist you in getting through the day, even getting through the hours when you need them. So the first thing is just practicing self-care, continue to practice self-care, whether that's journaling, you could listen to some of your Christmas music and sing around the house, going out, maybe scheduling a massage, just making time for yourself, taking some time from the busyness that's going on with shopping and parties and whatever, if you are going to those events, to just take a time out for you, some alone time just to recharge. It could be sitting down in front of the fireplace, drinking some hot cocoa with your feet up, you know, just some jazz music on, whatever it takes for you to relax. Now, Thinking about those people that maybe had those traditions in your family, maybe you could do something in memory of that loved one maybe that's not there, or even someone that you're just thinking about that maybe have passed on. 
One tradition that people do is maybe cook a, a dish that your loved one would make, maybe have a potluck, invite some people over that are like you that may be grieving or their spouse or loved one is away. But that's one of the ways. Some people like to light candles and honor loved ones. And maybe just watch a movie, pull up someone that you're missing their favorite movie. And if they're driving, you know, you can maybe say, hey, let's have a, a, a date night and we pull up the same movie and we're watching it together. So whether they're at a truck stop or far away, you guys could do that. And if they're incarcerated, you know, if you guys are able to video chat with them, that's also a way or go out fashion and write a letter. So those are just some tips and ways that hopefully someone can use to help just to maintain that mental wellness during this holiday season. Um, and just check on your people, especially our older people. Check on them and don't forget about the children. A lot of times we, we we're going through things, but we have to remember that our children are also my mother is deceased. But that's a grandma to my children. So just make sure you're watching your children as well during this holiday season. So those are my tips for today. Give it up for Coach V. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. All right. Y'all know what it's time for. About to get into some of that sports. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And it went down yesterday in the NBA. Big trouble in little Chinatown. I'm talking about NBA at its finest. I mean, some of y'all at dinner time with most of these games on, some of y'all sitting back in your cars, some of y'all in them trucks. But all in all, it still had to go down. First up, we had the Nuggets taking on the Pelicans. The Nuggets, 106, the Pels, 121. That boy, Nikola Jovic, the Joker, he had 32 points, 9 assists with 6 rebounds. Next, we had Jamal Murray in his bag, 18 points, 5 assists with 4 rebounds. But let's talk about them Pelicans. I'm talking about Zion Williams getting it done. 25 points, 4 assists, 6 rebounds. Jose Alvarado. 38 points, 2 assists with 3 rebounds. Talking about shooting the lights out. Next game, we had the Lake Show taking on the Wizards. Lakers, 132. Wizards, 119. Mm -mm. AD in his bag with a double-double. 55 points, 1 assist, and 17 boards. I mean, unstoppable. LBJ, if you don't know who that is, that's LeBron Big James Gang. And <laughs> 29 points, 6 assists, 8 rebounds. I like this kid, Lonnie Walker III. He had 20 points, 1 assist, and 2 rebounds. Let's talk about Washington. Chris Porzingis, 26 points, 4 assists, 7 rebounds. Getting it done. Kyle Kuzma, 27 points, 3 assists with Nine rebounds, and the Lake get the win. Next game, the Celtics took on the Nets. The Celtics, 103, the Nets, 92. Jason Tatum, 29 points, one assist, 11 rebounds, capping off with that double-double. Jalen Brown, 34 points, 
two assists with 10 rebounds. It was double trouble all in Boston. And they took on them nets. I mean, Kevin Durant trying to get it done. He just didn't get enough help. KD, 31 points, five assists, seven rebounds. Let's talk about this guy. He's been in controversy as late. I'm talking about, if you don't know, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving, 18 points, five assists, eight rebounds, and they go down. But they didn't go out swinging. They game up late, and the Celtics get the win. Next game, the Grizzlies took on the Pistons. The Grizzlies, 122. The Pistons, 81. What a blowout. John Morant, this kid right here is phenomenal. Once again, picking up where he left off in his bag. What's that? Look like Christmas because he brought it home early. I mean, John Morant, 33 points, 10 assists, 5 rebounds. Dylan Brooks, 22 points, 5 assists, 5 rebounds. Of those pistons, though, Sadiq Bey, 24 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds. And Boyan Bojanovic, 18 points, 1 assist, and 1 rebound. Here goes some more notable NBA games that happened yesterday. The Bulls took on the Kings. The Bulls 101, the Kings 110, the Suns took on the Spurs, Spurs 133, I mean uh, Spurs 95, Suns 133. Next, the Cavs took on the Knicks, Cavs 81, Knicks 92, New York gets the win. The Pacers took on the Trailblazers, the Pacers 100, the Blazers 116. Here goes my pick three for tonight's game, the Heat will take on the Grizz. I'm rolling with the Sun, the Heat hat out there. They're going to take on that. The Pacers will take on the Warriors. I'm going with the Chef itself. The Warriors going to get that one. And the Suns will take on the Mavs. I'm rolling with the Suns. And that's all of that NBA action. But we got more coming up. You know what time it is. This was this week. This was a great one. I mean, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Did you get it? Did you get the big picture? I mean, because some teams didn't in the NFL. It went down yesterday. I'm talking about Bills. Bills took it on the Pats. The Bills, 24. The Pats, 10. Josh Allen, 22 of 23. 223 yards of two TDs. Woo, getting it done. James Cook on the ground, 14 courage, 64 yards. Stephon Diggs, 7 receptions, 92 yards, 1 TD. Let's talk about the Pats, though. M -m 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 Matt Jones, 22 of 36, 195 yards, 1 TD. Marcus Jones, 2 receptions, 51 yards with 1 TD. In the end, the Bills get the win. Next game, the Pack took on the Bears. The Packers, 28. The Bears, 19. A-Rod getting it done. A-Rod, 18 of 31, 182, 1 TD. A.J. Dillon, 18 carries on that ground, 93 yards, 1 TD. Man, getting it done. Next, we had Justin Fields, though, those Bears, trying to, trying to get something done. He just didn't have enough help. Woo, Justin Fields, 20 of 25, 254 yards with no TDs. Man, but he also used those feet. He had six carries, 71 yards, and he got one on that run, though, that TD. Yes, he did. This game right here was, this was, this this shouldn't have happened. Everybody thought this would be a closer game, but it wasn't. I'm talking about the Eagles taking on the Titans. The Eagles 35, the Titans 10. Man, Jalen Hurts in his bag. 
Jalen Hurts was 29 to 39, 380 yards with three TDs. AJ Hollywood Brown, he had eight receptions, 119 yards with two TDs. Let's talk about those Titans though. Ryan Tannehill, 18 and 22, 141 yards with one TD. And Derrick Henry on that ground, 11 curves for 30 yards. What happened to the Titans? Next game, this was a shocker. The Chiefs just couldn't done. They played those Bengals. And this is Coach V's team of the Bengals. The Chiefs, 24. The Bengals, 27. Let's talk about the Chiefs, though. Pat Mahomes, 16 to 27. 223 yards of one TD. Isaiah Ponchero, 14 curries, 66 yards with one TD. But let's talk about those Bengals. I'm talking about if you don't know who this guy is, they call him Joe the Man Burrow, 25 of 31, 286 yards with two TDs. And man, this guy on the ground, Samaji P. Ryan, 21 curries, 106 yards. Woo, getting it done, man. Jamal Chase, seven receptions, 91 yards. And the Bengals get the win. Next game, the Colts took on the Cowboys. This was a blowout. Colts 19, Cowboys 54. Man, Matt Ryan of the Colts, 21-37, 233 yards with two TDs. Jonathan Taylor, 21 curries, 82 yards. But let's talk about these Cowboys. Dak Prescott, 20 of 30, 170 yards with three TDs. Tony Pollard, 12 curries, 91 yards with two TDs. This is like double trouble. Ezekiel Elliott, 17 curries, 77 yards, one TD. And the boys get the win. Next game, the Commanders took on the Giants. The Commanders, 20. The Giants, 20. That's right. It was a draw. No one came out, but somebody had to win, and I guess it was both of them. This game was a tight game, to say the least, though. Taylor Heineke, 27-41. 275 yards of two TDs. Brian Big Hat Robinson, 21 curries, 96 yards. Terry McLaurin, 8 receptions, 105 yards with one TD. But let's talk about them G-men. Daniel Jones getting it done, 25 of 31, with 200 yards with one TD. Also, using his legs, 12 curves for 71 yards. Saquon Barkley, he had 18 curves, 63 yards with one TD. Here goes some more notable NFL games. We had the Steelers take on the Falcons. The Steelers, 19. The Falcons, 16. The Jets took on the Vikes. The Jets, 22. Vikes, 27. The Dolphins took on the Niners. Dolphins 17, Niners 33. The Seahawks took on the Rams, Hawks 27, Rams 23. The Chargers took on the Raiders, Chargers 20, Raiders 27. And here goes my pick three for next week's games. The Eagles are face the Giants. I'm going with the Eagles. The Browns will take on the Bengals. I'm rolling with the Bengals. And the Texans will face the Cowboys. I'm rolling with the boys. And that's all for them gut-wrenching NFL. But we got some more. We got some more. We got some more to get into. This was a this was a weekend of showdowns, fights, slap your mama. I'm talking about that boy Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury back at it again doing his thing. He will fight in his third match against Derek Shisora. This fight, no one knew that this fight was going to be this spectacular because Tyson Fury 
he just does his thing. He gets in his ring and he pummels his opponent round after round after round. Tyson Fury would beat Chisora by technical knockout in the 10th round on Saturday, 3rd of December at Totem Hotspur Stadium in London. This fight was scheduled to take place 12 rounds in the heavyweight division, which meant it should have went 12 rounds, but it didn't. It ended in the 10th round when Tyson Fury would hit this guy with a barrage of blows. I mean, an uppercut, a left, a right, and the ref seen enough, and he called this over. Man, this guy, man, Tyson Fury, people just don't know he's a boxer. If you get in the ring and you look at this man in the face, toe-to-toe, -to -toe, you better be prepared. And I hope you bought your lunch, your dinner, and your breakfast because he's going to get the job done. Good one, Tyson. And that's going to be all for this week in sports. Join me next week when I bring you that same energy. How Kyrie say that same energy. Oh yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one, y'all. So, um, uh, Shanique, did you hear this thing where uh, LeBron James uh, he got into a uh, I guess he got into a debate on the podium of one of his games, and he brought out a uh, some with Jerry Jones. You hear about that? Um, yeah. So, um, what happened was uh, they were doing an interview with uh, LeBron James, and he asked the reporter you know, why they didn't have the same energy because they have a photo of Jerry Jones when he was about, um, I guess about 14 or 15, and he was outside protesting for outside of a high school and that he didn't want the black kids in for basically for integration. So um, he said, why y'all ain't asked me about that? You know, and that's the thing, you know, it's like they always want to hone in on the negative we can't make a mistake or we can't search for us or we can't search for you know the truth or any like have an opinion but everybody was hush hush about that you know they didn't make him come out and apologize for something that he did when he was a child mm. you know what i'm saying but at the same time i i can understand why but at the same time the media the media is what they focus on and what they hawk on and that's the problem like the media take a small thing and turn it into something that is not you know what I'm saying? But if, if if but if still though, if you talking about offensive, he still should have apologized. Because Kyrie Irving ain't even say nothing offensive. He just posted a movie that somebody else made. Yeah. And y'all made I, that I, man apologize and go through all that. You know what I'm saying? He was actively there at one time he was a racist. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying it, it should have been apology all around the board. Yeah, they, they say the well some people say well, one guy, he says basically, you know, he doesn't fault Jerry Jones because that was 65 years ago. But, man, that, that, it didn't look good. It did, that picture didn't look good. He was out there with that mob, you know what I'm saying? And they were stopping these black kids from going to school. Just, it just didn't look good, especially in today's society, you know. We want answers. Yeah, but, right. like, and that's what I'm saying. I, I just thought... Nice. That's because some people don't understand that apologizing doesn't mean that you did something wrong, but it just acknowledges how you have, may have made some other people feel. Mm. I like that. I like that. I like that. That was perfectly said. All right. and, and I'm just saying, they make us do it. If we say, <laughs> All the time. If we say a little small thing out of, out of turn or something like that, or say something, you interpret it. It may not be that way, but they make us do it all the time. And it don't be recent stuff. 
Look at look at okay, you saying uh, not to say right or wrong, but even what? Look look at what Bill Cosby did. Them that was years oh, ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm they, just saying right or wrong is different because I don't know. But I'm just saying, y'all. Yeah. So you know, I'm just saying, if if you but you were of age where you know you made that choice no matter the climate because that's what they saying about every all of us i'm just saying keep the same energy shit. look they say oh, yeah. at 12 years old we smart enough to put our ass in adult jail so <laughs> i mean how smart could he be at 15 he definitely should have been smart enough yeah to yeah you know then they say you know a lot of things he also showed like uh with the colin kaepernick issue how you know he told his players that you better than that kneel and all that so it's, he got a lot of backlash going on his way, and uh, you know, but it's Jerry, so you know, you're gonna have those who support him, those who still went with that Cowboys, you know, you know, it is what it is. A good old boy always gonna be a good old boy. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> but on the lighter note, we're gonna get into this uh, subject. Bring this subject in, uh, Nick. Okay, okay, y'all. Today, our subject is bringing it back to life. So we're talking about from coming back from incarceration to um, back on the road and obtaining your CDL and getting back into the swing of things and getting back into the, you know, the inner workings of everyday life. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, What's your take on this guy? Do you, do you think that uh, it's hard or easy to come, come back from something like this? You got people out here been locked up 15 years, 20 years. 10 years, five years, and when they went in, they had they had uh they had dreams. And then their dreams come to a screeching halt for something they did, a choice that they made, and then they want to get back to life. What do you think about that? I mean, I mean, I haven't did no time like that but I know that the the crime that I did commit when I was 19 it did put a mark on my record and that was the first crime I ever committed and it was the possession of a narcotic and I was in North Carolina in college and you know like I just was living a wild life I was going to school I did get caught up in the wrong crowd and shit like that but what the way they marked me I just now got my, my, my record expunged and so I've been working out here through God's grace but a lot of jobs that I could have in the life that I path that I could have t- taken was denied to me because I had that on my background. So it's like shit. I just got my background expunged from that charge last year. It cost me fifteen hundred dollars. So it's like I might not have did fifteen years in jail inside, but I've been locked up out here fifteen years because that charge has capped me. I see it every time. You know what I'm saying? Especially since 9-11. Now, prior to 9-11, I was, I was able to maneuver and shake. But once 9-11 happened and everybody requiring a background check, even though I got a resume, it's just like, I don't look, I ain't, sometimes the paper don't add up. But like I said, again, God is with me. So God going to place me where I, I need to be. But for example, right, I was like 26 years old. So now I, I got an interview for Exxon. So Back then, you know, I would have been making $50,000 a year. They hired me, offered me the position. A couple of days later, they withdrew their offer. And it was because, and even though they seen my background check, the higher ups said no. And I cried and I cried and I cried. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still here. You know what I'm saying? I'm a living testimony. But, yeah. If I didn't have that on my, I always think like, shit, if I didn't have that on my background, where would I be? 
Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's funny in this, uh, with the choices that we make uh, growing up. No one, no one ever tells us that, you know, that your past will come back to haunt you. But it indeed does come back to haunt you. And uh, I have a similar story, you know, when I, growing up, you know, I come in an urban environment and, you know, things tend to happen, you know. I wasn't ready for the world, so I was still out here in a negative world and doing, you know, things that I shouldn't be doing. And, um, you know, I caught me a, a, a charge. And it, it, this charge, you know, I didn't do t uh, no time. But uh, it, it felt like, like you said, it felt like you're doing time, you know. And uh, I was, I got five years of probation, and I was just on probation for a long time. But once you get that felony, I mean, it's it's really you think to yourself, you think life is in, and all you can do is construction, all you can do is like those jobs that you use your body, your back, and that's your brain. Yep. Well, you know, I was able to uh, get my CDL, and uh, through the grace of God, you know, uh, it was hard. It was hard road. Hard challenges. I've done it all. I've done construction. Uh, I've drove uh, vehicles. I've hung off the side of buildings, 40-foot ladders. And just anything to put food on the table, I would do. But when I got my CDL, it was a game changer. You know, been on been on, been on, on this job for a good time now. And, you know, I've been, ele I've elevated my status, you know, through CDL. So... I know how it is to feel to be one place doing one thing and to now doing it. And uh, like I said, it's been through the grace of God. And a lot of these, a lot of times, it's unfortunate that we go through these changes, and and it happens, and, you, and everything comes to a sudden halt. But uh, you know, you just gotta trust in God and trust in knowing what you want to do in life. And there's a lot of guys coming out that have these opportunities because of. Here in D.C., they have uh, programs I didn't know existed. There are programs that exist where you can come home from jail, start your life anew, get a CDL, get HVAC, get something under your belt, and these jobs will hire you. So it's not lost. All is not in. All is not over. I mean, there are things that you can do out here. So back in the day, the stigma was, man, I can't get a job. They're giving the jobs out. You have to do the networking. You have to do the legwork. You have to get up off your lazy butt and and uh, obtain what you need. The innovator. I just I just want to say you know like so you know I mean I've worked in hard labor. I mean I ain't gonna say hard labor, but I used to cut grass back when I was 16 for parking planning. But that was like prior to my conviction. So. Um, I always went to school and stuff like that. Like I just made a bad decision. So I always had an office job. So, you know, I'm working at an office job right now. And it's, and it's, and even though like the skills that I used when I was making those decisions and stuff like that, and I was making those choices, I'm using them in my workplace. So you can use your same skills, your positive skills, your mind. That if you could do all of that, then you can come home and you could do something positive. I ain't, I don't do hard jobs. I work behind a computer. I talk. That's what I do. The government said the saying? only way you could do scamming stuff is if you're doing it with them. So, oh, yeah. you know, it's just so I'm just saying so, you know, it's like you don't you don't always have to say shit. Well, you, you know, it, it, it's always about the choices you make. 
they offering also programs in DC. They can go down by the big chair, go to the ex offenders program, Empowered and they can start up empowerment. They, they, yep, um, no, that's a different program, but they also DC empowerment is one. But they got a lot of nonprofit organizations that's willing to help you. But you, like you said, you got to do some legwork and start getting these resources and call these places because that's what I did. My man laughed at me at one time when I was back home. He said, You've been to every job program in DC, but guess what? That same person that got locked up for cocaine possession and all this and that, that had me speaking in front of DC council telling my story. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because it's it's about what you make out of it. We all make bad decisions. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it's what you doing. I'm on the podcast with y'all right now. I would have never thought that when I was in the midst of that. But by you <laughs> yeah. say it, by the grace of God, by the grace of God. So right now, I, I tell everybody, I use my powers for good. You see what I'm saying? Superpowers. Superpowers. Oh, yeah. So now I use my powers for good. So, you know, whether it's giving back to the kids, giving back to my community, all the kids, all the kids attracted to me. And I tell them, hey, man, stay out of trouble. I can't tell them not what to do. I'm just telling you, hey, this, this, and third. Now, when I see you later on, you got locked up. When I see you when you get out, you'll say, oh, yeah. You understand? But somebody had a seed in your mind. But mm-hmm. you could do it. It's hard. You know what I'm saying? But I think so now, too. Like, I went through a period of time when, like, after 9-11, you had a record. Now, shh, everything was at a halt because they were scared. Because now they looking at you. Now they looking at you on paper because they didn't have it. They were just hiring. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. You cool. Do the interview. Yeah. They start You ain't got no no felony. Okay, we believe. Okay. After 9-11, that's when everybody was background checked. Everybody. Look, they even background checking for a place. Man, yeah, they do. But but one of the one of the things that they have now was good. Uh, they can't ask you, uh, are you a felon? So I think, but how I've they get watched, away with the other I've question? They the, ask you, have you been convicted change. of a crime? And, you, I've, and you, listen, I've watched the laws change and evolve. I watched them to what they were doing. They was plucking us off to some cities and state. They actually removed that box from the application it's, mm-hmm. uh, you understand what i'm saying or then if they giving you an explanation why then you got um some some years after they really considering this and that you understand what i'm saying and, and now they're opening up more things to expungement because i got a cocaine mm-hmm. possession in 2001 i just got it off my record 2021 so, like I said, that jump been haunting me for 20 years. I've missed many job opportunities b- better than the ones I got now based on that being on my record. Now, I've been afforded some great job opportunities as well. I don't want to say that. And I do, I guess. But it's me, you know, and it's what I choose to do with that. I don't choose to be a victim to that every day. Mm-hmm. That ain't who defines me. That's a, something that's, that's a piece of me. Yeah, all right, so what? I, I was, and that's what people do. I was reading, uh, watching a video, and it was a uh, basically this guy. He came home from jail, and he was in for about twenty years. And he basically, you know, when he came home, he started a uh, like it's probably like a nonprofit, and he hires convicts. You know, ex-cons they come mm-hmm. home, and he has his own trucking business. And I was like, wow, it was great. And just imagine when you locked up, you know, you feel like you you're a loner. I don't I, I, like. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing what I'm, what I'm saying is like, when you're out here trucking, you've been and you've been incarcerated. It's kind of the same thing. You gotta you gotta fend for yourself inside. 
You got to make those hot meals on your own. So everything, when you're in this truck, you're on the go. So you know how to go and take your shower. Everything, it's like, I don't think it's something hard for them to get into. Like, it's probably like, 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 damn, this is easy to get into. Like, I, I was already a loner. I'm by myself in this truck. You know what I'm saying? And it's just me and my truck. It probably feels to them like, man, it's me and my, and my cell. You know what I'm saying? Like, they probably can relate to it and probably be able to get on to it. And it's great money. Just imagine you did 25 years or 20 years, and then you got into the trucking industry, and then it's booming your money. You're like, man, I never thought. Yeah. It's an opportunity, you know what I'm saying? Trucking is a great opportunity to get into it if you're able to obtain your CDA and have, a, uh, I guess, a, a, a great driving record. Where, where you're not out here reckless driving. You're not out here doing things where they can take your CDL away from you. Because your CDL is your livelihood. You can't be drinking. You can't be taking your job for granted. You got to say to yourself, hey, man, if I'm going to go to the club, I'm going to drink, then I need to catch an Uber. A lot of guys mm -hmm. get these CDLs and they take them for granted. And next thing you know, they don't have that job no more. They don't have that house no more. They don't have that car anymore. So, you know, you got to be out here thinking about where you came from and where you trying to go. Because it's very important, man. Do not take that CDL granted. Hard to get it back. As my quote said, if you get a chance, take it. Yeah. And if it changes your life, let it. Oh, yeah. I say let it go and let God. <laughs> that's, what <I> like. <laughs> that's what I like to say. Let go and let God because... uh. Man, these opportunities, like, you did 25 years, and then you got a CDL, man, and you know, block up. That's one thing you you, you can't you can't face, that's just time. It, it doesn't go anywhere. You, you're, you're enduring that time. And that time, you got a lot of time to think, and a lot of time to say to yourself, what am I going to, what, what I'm going to do, what, how am I going to facilitate it? And what's my goal? So a lot of times when they lock up, they already know how they're gonna. Go. They know how they're gonna get this money, and they're not gonna let nothing, nothing stop them. If you was a leader inside, you're gonna be a leader outside. And one thing they always gotta be is be accountable. Go out here, earn your keep, earn their trust, get that job. Don't let them take it away from you. You came too hard. Too far, yeah. Earn your keep. Stay to your goal. Keep your eyes on the prize. Man. About right. Sounds about right. Too many people that suffer. Who yeah, some people haven't even committed crimes and have went to have did time or court charges for things they might have just been hanging around the wrong people at the wrong time. So also a big part of that is watching the environment and the people that you choose to have in your presence. And that's definitely a decision. But even still it's like like but like you say, you gotta make that decision to move forward. Mm -hmm. And and it's and it's that some things could be, you know, seem like a mountain when you look at it from afar, but you just gotta take baby steps and baby steps and get everything you need one day at a time. Shit, Rome wasn't built in a day, you know, just like they say, but 
So you can't let things overwhelm you because sometimes things could be like overwhelming. Just keep knocking, you know, it'll open up. And what I always know is what God got for you, miss you. Mm-hmm. What God got for you won't miss you. What's with your name on it? So you can't watch nobody else and say, well, shit, that, that he did this or she did that. You just got to stay in your lane and stay consistent. And God will open up the door for you. That's facts. Oh, yeah. One, one, one of the things I, I always told myself, if you were ever in a life of crime or uh, using your your knowledge for crime, like whether you were selling drugs to get by, you were doing, you were running a business. So when you transfer what you learned from that world and transfer into a positive light world, man, you could do wonders. That's what I'm you already, you already yeah, use your powers for good. You already, yeah. you already know how to make money. You already know how to stack the money. You already know how to get to the money. You know, when you out here looking like this, y'all in this trucking world, <laughs> hate to say it, your broker. Because that, all that—that's the, the plug. Yeah. That's your plug. Running it like a—it's because I looked at my boss. I said, "Hold on, you got a maid. I do all your work. This—that's the biggest racket I ever seen." <laughs> because the, the higher you up, the less you do. Mm-hmm. So let me use my powers for good. <laughs> yeah, man, you know, just just look at it like this. It's it's not the end. Guys coming home. It's not the so end. So let me ask you a quick question. But let me ask you a quick question. Um, before we go though. So um, you're saying you know like okay, even if they making that transition from you know coming home, um. And they trying to get, um, they stay CDL, you know what I'm saying? So what what are some of the steps and the tips that you know, that you know that, you know, that can help them get their CDL or lead them on that road to get their CDL? Well, they, like I said, they got these programs you can get into uh, in D.C. They got programs in every state they have a program. Uh, just what you want to, first of all, you got to obtain the learners. Go go get the book. It doesn't take that long. Go, go get your learners. First of Come home and get your license. Get your license. Then start. Get the book. It doesn't take long. Study. Get your book. Go take your learners. Easy. They got they got they got uh apps on phone on your phone. CDL test apps. It has every CDL test question there is. You can study that. That's a tool. Read the book. Look at the tool and those, and look at both of them and see okay what one is doing, what that one is doing. Boom. Go schedule your test. But now, they got for now. Ever since that accident happened where the driver accidentally killed those people, now they're making it a little more harder for you to work. But it can still be done. Boom. So now, you got to have a certified trainer to train you. Get that certified trainer to train you. It's going to cost you about $3,500, $4,000. But if you're a D.C. resident, it's free. Take advantage of it. DC, in other states, they're probably free too. But DC is what I know about. So if you're in DC and you listen to this, go down there, get in the program, get your CDL. It's free. They're giving it to you. And Merlin, you have to pay for it. $3,500, $4,000. Take advantage of it. They got pro, they got payment plans. Take advantage of it. Get your CDL. It's a game changer. It's going to change your life. Financially, stability, and mentally. If you were struggling the whole time you were in, incarcerated, guess what? 
there's no need to struggle anymore. The job is in your hand. The tool is the book. Read it. Reading is fundamental. Don't forget. Stay the course. It's rough. It's rocky. Stay the course. Only you can choose what you want to be in life. Amen. Amen, Lamar. Okay, we're going to wrap this up for tonight. Don't forget to go to our store at www.18wills.com. We still got all your holiday gift stuff. We have your water still. So come back and check us out. Oh, yeah. And don't forget to show up here next Monday. You already know what time to find us. Six o'clock. Six o'clock shop. And guess what, y'all? We are. All right, y'all. Have a good night. Yeah, see y'all later. Bye.